Welcome, everybody, to the Ruse Podcast. I am your host, Sean Pitcher. Today's guest we have on is Sniper Jones, who is a content creator. Super excited to have him on just because I feel social media content, influencers, this is kind of the new age of getting information and education out. And also another opportunity that I think is going to be proposed to a lot of athletes coming through, especially with a lot of these NIL deals. But Sniper, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thank you, man. Appreciate you for having me. You know what I'm saying? We talked about it. Now we're doing it, bro. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Put it into fruition. So like I start with everybody, can you tell the audience what is your roots? Uh, my roots, Cleveland roots for sure. Uh, Midwest raised, right? Um, Pretty much a blue collar type neighborhood, blue collar type town. That grit and grind mentality was basically installed in me since a kid, right? Um, Came up playing ball. Didn't really do too much content creation at first. I actually didn't pick up a camera until I was 23. So I had no idea about cameras or editing or anything. It was really all basketball. And uh, that kind of laid the foundation to what hard work meant. And then I just applied those lessons to things that, you know, I learned later on. You know, shout out to my parents for setting a good example of just, just going an extra mile. But that's pretty much my roots, man, Cleveland, Ohio. I know when I saw you said Cleveland, Ohio, I have a, another colleague that I worked with at the last okay. business that Marcus Hawkins, who also I had on the podcast too. And he kind of said the same exact thing. It's a blue collar town. Yeah. Like you're going to have to go to work. You're going to have to fight for your opportunities. They're not going to come on your, your doorstep, but if you get the job done, you'll be able to get out and figure it out eventually. <laughs> yeah. I, I know a lot of people say, if you, if you make it in this town, you'll make it anywhere. I truly do believe if you can make it from a place that really has very limited resources and opportunities, it really speaks volumes to like the type of character you are. It's the reason why when you say I'm from Cleveland, the first thing people say is, wow, I never heard of that before because not too many people actually be able to even have a platform to, you know, talk about it and put it on the map. So I take pride in that for sure. Yeah. They just think about all those huge cities that are prominent, the Atlantas, the New York sure. City, the Los Angeles and, you know, if there's nothing spectacular in our town, like I come from a really small town called Endicott, New York. Nobody knows what that is as well. I have to typically tell them like I'm from Syracuse or like an hour from Syracuse. And it's like, oh, yeah. okay, I, get, I know where that is. Typically. Right. Right. Now, you mentioned you were a basketball player. So did you do that all the way from like middle school, high school into college? Like how long did you play basketball for? Basketball was weird, too, because I was just outside playing with my friends every day. And then I didn't actually start playing uh, what you would call organized basketball until like middle school. I used to walk to school, walk home from school with my friend Lorenzo all the time. My neighborhood wasn't safe, so we would walk together. Mm -hmm. There's one day I'm on a bus by myself, and I'm like, "Where my boy at?" So I get off the bus, I'm looking for him, and I walk past a gym. I hear a ball, and this dude is at tryouts. And I'm just like, "Man, we supposed to be going home. Like, what's going on?" He's like, I'm trying out for the team. So I kid you not, my first basketball tryout, seventh grade, jeans, shorts, a, a, <laughs> a polo collar T-shirt. And I made the basketball team. I've been playing, but I didn't have, like, the organized, you know, actual construction of basketball. So I would say seventh grade is when I actually started playing organized, but I was always outside. I used to shoot in a crate in my neighborhood, pent on a pole, like old school, bro. That's real old school. I heard a crate yeah. in a minute. We, we cut the milk crate out, you know what I'm saying? We put it on, like, one of those nice uh, light poles, mm -hmm. get it up to a decent height, and I'm out there shooting jumpers with the older kids since I was a youngin. Yeah, if you, I mean, if you can make it to a crate, I think make it to a regular hoop is is a whole easier story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So, you know, one of the big things obviously you said you started when we talked offline was in 2017. You really started getting into creating content, social yep. media, being an influencer. You know, can you kind of talk about 
how does somebody get into that? How does somebody even start, let's say, a job or profession, like specifically in that type of realm? Well, I think for me, the reason why um, I got into it was uh, 2016, unfortunately, had a really bad foot, uh, broke my foot. And that kind of put me in a place where, you know, I couldn't walk for about 11 months. So a mm -hmm. uh, very tough time for me, 2016. I never forget that year. Unfortunately, um, you know, I dropped out of school that year and I and uh, I just had a lot of free time on my hands while I was I was in crutches for about nine months, physical ther physical therapy for about two. So. During that time, I, I was just watching a lot of content on YouTube, right? I had all this time on my hands. I wasn't working or anything like that. And I was like, yo, I believe I can possibly do something like this. Now, it was kind of an abnormal thought because I never owned a camera or a laptop. I never thought about making videos. But I was like, hey, you know, I'm going to just get it a shot. Come 2017, after I get healthy and I'm back walking again, um, I just started uploading videos. Sneakers was what I chose to do because I realized, like, hey, I'm going to do something that'll be so easy to translate to. I was always a sneakerhead since I was able to get my first my first dollar, my own dollar, right? Um, I remember when I was in school, I got my college refund check. My mom almost killed me. I blew every single dollar on shoes, <laughs> everything. I didn't save none of it. And um, I just thought, hey, I'm going to buy the sneaker regardless, whether I'm recording or not. Let's just see what happens if I record it. And that's when I slowly started putting it out. And then over time, it kind of manifested into a job. But to be honest, it wasn't my, you got to remember 2017, YouTube wasn't what it is now, mm -hmm. right? This is six years ago. So a lot changed in six years. You know, more people watch YouTube now than television. That wasn't, that wasn't the case back then. Mr. Beast was not Mr. Beast back then, right? So, so YouTube wasn't at a place where kids were looking up to YouTubers and it was looked at as a prominent thing. You know, I was kind of looked at as an oddball for going about it that route. So it became a job. It wasn't really sought out to be a job. It's funny that you mentioned that about the shoes. I had I had a couple of friends in high school. One had his whole entire closet filled with shoes. Yeah. I had another couple of guys I lived with in the dorms when I was an undergrad. And his whole underneath his bed was filled with shoes. So, I mean, literally any time that we went out or any time that we did something, every every piece of clothing he had, like he had a pair of shoes and had it categorized like Got in a to, man. Way. like he goes oh, i'm wearing this fit like i'm gonna wear these shoes yeah and we're doing this event i'm gonna do this and like had it down pat to like, like absolutely anything you needed anything you want he had it i, I owe my basketball trainer uh fa who was uh my trainer best friend uh big brother figure role model he was older than me he was my trainer but i remember coming to his house one time and he had a two-bedroom apartment and the other bedroom was just for sneakers. I never seen nothing like it. I'm talking wow. about closet was full of nothing but Air Jordans, pennies, Air Maxes, um, you name it, Air Bacons. I never seen nothing like it. Every color Air Force One. It's just like 2010, right? And I'm just like, what is this, right? And it was the coolest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. And I couldn't even afford it at the time, right? I was in high school, and he would just pick me up to go to these Jordan releases where hundreds of people are standing outside. And I was just staying with him, even though I'm not even getting the shoe. It was, it, it was just like being experience. a part of that time. And the experience was just worth uh, me doing that. And I truly believe if I didn't met, if I, if it wasn't for meeting him, I don't think I would even have that urge in, in the satisfactory of just loving sneakers. So mm -hmm. I always make sure when I see him and I talk to him, cause I still talk to him all the time. I tell him, Hey, I probably be working at Wendy's if it wasn't for you, man, for real, <laughs> or something. I I mean, that's what I always say too. like whoever come up, comes up on you and like wants to have a conversation, like you never know what that conversation is going to lead to. Yeah. You never I mean, know. I, how I mean, I mean, I mean, look at the conversation I had with you. Right. 
Exactly right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was it last week? Was it right? Yeah. 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 So Snipe comes into the. I was left. And Snipe <laughs> comes in. He's like, "Hey, I've been trying to look for the dietitian for days. Like, do you know where he's at?" Well, I'm like, "I'm the dietitian." <laughs> and literally that day, we sat down. We had a conversation. We worked on his nutrition. And then again, within less than a week, right now, yep. like he just feels like a whole different person. So, sure. whoever whoever wants to start a conversation with you no matter who it is, give them five, 10 minutes to feel them out and see where that conversation is going to go. Cause you never know what can end up happening after that. Okay. Whether it's a plus, whether it's a minus, whether it's now it's a new person that's going to add another tool or skill to yep. what you already do. Like it's always worth taking the time where a lot of times people just act or, or think they're too busy. You're never too busy. Like there's a lot of time in the day, just take a couple minutes or find another time to do it. Yeah. hundred percent. Like you said, you never know what that conversation can lead to. And I, and I feel like, the possibilities is worth at least, you know, just hearing somebody out. Mm -hmm. And it was funny what you're saying about YouTube. I mean, I feel like cable is like becoming obsolete. You know, it's, it's all streaming. It's all social media. Yeah. And who knows how it's going to transform kind of after that. It's just wild to think about, you know, we were watching everyone had cable and I was like, well, nobody has cable. And then everyone's, yep. well, are you a Netflix person or a YouTube person? Like what, yeah. what stream or what place are you kind of choosing to get most of your content from? Man, I well, me, it's very weird, right? A lot of the content I'm consuming, I'm a big gamer, man. I, I love playing uh video games like Apex Legends and things like that. It's almost like, I don't know, man, I eat, breathe, and drink sneakers. So mm -hmm. I don't really watch content about it because it's like sometimes you need a break from reality and you need to just, like, take a step back and look at other things. So the content that I pretty much consume, if it's not audio books that I listen to about every day that's self-help or just like biographies from like will smith or 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 kevin hart charlamagne and god people are respecting their uh in their in their categories it's a lot of video game content for sure like like, like it's a lot of i'm gonna tell you something <laughs> if, it, if 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 i could i don't i don't know if this is true or not but if i could do it over again i think i would have gave it a shot in, in in the video game content creating world man because that world and that niche will forever be i mean look at video games now like kids get Kids can get e-scholarships now for esports. Esports, you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like these kids. It's a guy named Ninja. I'm pretty sure you heard of. Maybe you haven't, but he was like mm -hmm. one of the biggest guys in the world streaming at the time. He was playing Fortnite, and he has his own sneaker with Adidas with several different models. And it's like <laughs> you don't even have to get. You don't even have to go to the league anymore, man. You can just be good at this video game, and a brand can see value in you now, and you can get your own sneaker. From being good at the video game so it's so crazy how esports has taken over to a place where rappers entertainers are on twitch now playing video games I'm talking about rappers that have platinum records grammys are making more money on twitch than they are in music man it's insane and all you're doing is playing video games and keeping the audience entertained so I, I watch and consume a lot of uh video game content yeah, no, I was talking to several dietitians and now like obviously esports is becoming part of college athletics in, in some spaces. And it's like, well, how, you know, like I've never worked with this like population group before. It's like, how do I fuel yeah. like, those esports? But then when you think about it, like, okay, this person has to sit there, really focus for multiple hours, really be on top of his game. Because obviously if you're playing for money, if you're playing for points, you're playing for a team, like all that's going to count. So if you can't stay focused and locked in during that time, right? That comes back to nutrition. Are you hydrating? Yep. Are you eating? Are you eating foods that are going to mentally stimulate you so you can focus and concentrate the task you have? And like even strength and conditioning, right? Like you can't sit there for four to eight hours hunched over like this because guess yeah. what? You're going to be stiff. You're going to start having aches and pains. Like 
it's going to start causing some dysfunction. So like when I was able to step back and like, listen to them, like talk about that, I was like, oh, wow, like, that's a whole different thought process that I never had before. Is that challenging? Like, do you look at that as like something that, cause you've been doing this, like you said, for about 12 years, right? 12, 13 years? About eight years. Okay. Eight years. I'm sorry. So it's like, you've, you've worked on a lot of different levels, right? You, you, you've worked yep. with a lot of different athletes and it's like, do you look at something like esports as wow? Okay. I pretty much know the the runaround with basketball players or football players. This is a new challenge for me. Let me see how I can implement what I know and 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 like give that knowledge to this guy and see if it works. I think it's like what I do with you, right? You you gotta figure out their schedule, routine, sport, activity, like what what is it that they do and how can I implement myself into their specific environment, right? So if I know this person's a gamer and they game for eight to ten hours a day, right? Okay, well, when do you stop gaming? When do you eat your meals? Do you have a mini fridge up by your game system? Like, do yep. you have fluids up by your game system? Like, is someone bringing your meals or do you have to stop and then like have to go get your stuff or make your stuff or order your stuff? Like, that's kind of like the outside of the box thinking you have to, to look at because, you know, like we spoke about too, no one given person or no one given athlete is going to be exactly the same. So you've got to figure out how you can fit yourself in and provide those tools. Now, the other thing is obviously the person willing to accept those tools as well because if you've been doing something for 18 to 25 years of your life and that's all that you know and then a new person's coming into your environment and trying to change those things are you going to be able to open your ears and listen and be able to want to switch those things up or are you going to say now nah, i'm just going to keep doing the things that i do because let's say in this case i'm a good gamer well guess what you being a good gamer is only going to take you so far if you're not using yep. the other tools and professionals and practitioners around you right Maybe your gaming in this sense could be at another level, but you don't know because you're not willing to accept help from somebody. Yeah. And that makes the difference between someone who's a growth mindset and, and then obviously a closed mindset. And, and those closed mindset individuals can take a long time or some you may never be able to change. Um, it just depends on where you can get and, and the person that's working with them and how you can connect with them. Absolutely. And I like what you said about content there too. I mean, I feel like content's becoming currency right like it's almost hey here's my content and then i'm going to exchange this for x amount of dollars or x amount of monetization um so could you kind of go into that like how does how does that space look like now like i know people and i'm sure you can probably say this yourself like people's jobs is just social media and with the monetization and the sponsorships that you can do now like that can be your full-time job without having to have like this is a side gig and do a full-time job yeah, so it, it's been my full-time job for years now. And I would say the landscape changes and it and it's also going to it's it's also going to continue to change. So you have to be in tune with ha what's happening because just like any other thing that's trendy, being a content creator now is trendy. I'm, it's like uh if you got five thousand followers, I'm a content creator, you know, so it's now it's like these things where it's like and it's that's fine, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, but that's just the reality that we in. And it's also like competition exists at one place you know it was a place where you know being a content creator was few and far in between and it gets more and more popular to the point where everybody create reels and makes digital content some way somehow so you know they all align themselves in this space what i would say is um for people who are trying to get their foot in the door just for a little bit of you know information that can help find a niche that you like and that's important because you have to like what you do and the reason why i say that is because doing content and making it a job will not be easy it'll be very challenging it i forget the number exactly but it's over 
it's over a million videos gets uploaded a minute on YouTube. Mm. That is the type of competition that happens on this app. And you have to understand in order to get substantial growth, no matter the skill or talent you have, majority of the people, unless it's lightning in a bottle, just like you, right? When you're working guys out, it'll take time to see the results. The reason I say like what you do is because if you like what you do, you'll be a lot more willing to go through the grueling process of getting the results because you actually are having fun and you're doing something that you enjoy. However, if you see a trend and it's look like it's making money or look like it's doing well and you decide to hop in that, unfortunately, the road to get where you want to be will be so grueling because you hate what you're doing. I really highly doubt you see it all the way through. And that's why we know probably 20 friends with YouTube channels with two videos and it just stopped because they obviously know that in order to get to a place where you're making substantial money to where you can pay for your living expenses, it is challenging. It takes, it takes a while, man. So just do what you love, be consistent and do something that, you know, even when months will get slow and, 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 and growth is very slow, man, at the end of the day, you fall back on, I'm going to upload them all, man. I love what I do. And I think that'll definitely help people go a lot further. I know someone I had talked to, I mean, and I'm, I'm getting into this kind of space now. And obviously it's a very slow growth, as you said, because it's, sure. it's so saturated. There's yeah. so many people doing it. So like you said, find a niche, like with this podcast, right? There's, there's a few sports nutrition podcasts out there. So it's like, what am I going to do differently? That's going to stand myself apart to have other practitioners or other people want to come to this podcast to listen to my content because it's going to have a benefit on them. Yep. And am I posting something like every day? <laughs> like that's a people that people don't understand. Like you just said, they want to get into this. Like, like I know some people are probably posting multiple times a day. Cause like yep. in your case, you could probably attest to that. It was like, I'm all I'm focusing on one time a day on top of all the other stuff I'm doing my job. And then it's like, there's the uploading, there's the editing, there's the tagging, there's, there's all that type of stuff. And it's like, you know, you could post three or four videos and all of a sudden, like, here's one or two hours. You're like, oh shit. Like that took a really long time to put yeah. all that together. It does, man. It does. It, it, it's, it's definitely, a, um, you know, especially if, you know, I, I was doing YouTube. I started when I was 23. So at the time, obviously I was working a job. I had a 12 hour job. I would work 12 hour shifts and I would still be able to get a video up a day. Definitely wasn't easy. Came with a lot of sacrifice and, and uh, I had to make some decisions, but not that I can look back on it. I can say it was tough, but I can also see more importantly, how challenging that can be for somebody who just don't love what they're doing. And fortunate enough for me, like I said, I picked something that I was passionate about and I was able to see it through. So. Hey, cause if you don't love it, you're going to get burnt out. And if, easy, you get, bro. if you get burnt out and then you don't have a plan B, a plan C, then it's like, all right, I got a family, like, how am I going to take care of myself, take care of my family? So it's like, if you're going to decide on this, like, you need to, like, enroot yourself in it and, like, commit to it. Because you never know, like, if there's going to be another opportunity that's going to come around the corner or how fast you can make income that's going to be, let's say, similar to this situation. Yeah, 100%. I agree, man. It's tough. But like I said, you love what you do, man. It's It gets easier. I'll say, I'll say it that way. So can you kind of explain or like run us through an example of like your process or like a process that goes into like creating content? Like you could give us an example of a video or something that you create just to kind of give people an idea of like, what does it look like from, let's say, I know we talked, let's say one to five or one to six o'clock. Like what is a start to finish content creation even look like? 
Yeah, so pretty much, man, I got this book downstairs that I like to write in because I like to, you know, I've been reading books like Atomic Habit and, and uh, The Compound Effect, which is really just about, uh, you know, consistency and things of that nature. But however, I get up early. I like to get up early around like seven. Uh, reason being is because I like to uh, write down exactly what I want to do throughout the day. Um, I try. This is very important for a lot of creators. I think the toughest thing to do is come up with a new idea or a new piece of content that you can make every day. It's only so much to do under the sun. What I try to do is I'll just relax, maybe play some music, be really calm, be free, and I'll set a timer for just 30 minutes each day. And 30 minutes might not seem like a long time, but if you challenge yourself to think of three ideas in 30 minutes that you can do tomorrow every day, what you'll get seven days a week is 21 ideas, hmm. right? 30 minutes a day, you think of three ideas. That's a bad, like, if you can think of three ideas in 30 minutes, it's kind of like a bad 30 minutes. I've had some 30 minutes, bro, where I think of 10, right? Especially when you get into a consistent habit of doing it. Yeah. Now, you make a grueling job seamless and easy. You listen to your favorite song, you're thinking of three ideas a day. And worst case scenario is, I mean, if you can only think of one a day, I mean, you still got seven a week, right? So it's like, still great. But 30 minutes, you'd be able to think of more than one idea. So that's a process that I know really helps me. I think of three videos. I mean, I think of videos for 30 minutes a day, try to get three. And then um, some of them are always good, right? So if you get 21 right. in a week, let's say 11 of them bad, right? You still got 10, you know what I'm saying? So, so you still got more than you would have just spitballing ideas when you actually set time aside to think about it. Um, I have a videographer. I have two, one named Jeremy, one named Jalen. Um, I hit these guys up and... uh. They also work too. So I see what their their setups are, you know, what they got going on. And I try to make content on what's happening, what's trending, right? If let's say something, people love food content. If McDonald's come out with, I mean, if, if Burger King come out with a Spider-Man Whopper, you know, and the whole world is talking about it, all right, cool, let's pick it up and let's try it out, right? Doing videos on trending topics will always do well because it's search bar heavy, you know, it's, it's talked about. Unfortunately, for people who do content, they don't always think about what are people looking for. They just make what they think is cool. And that might be fun, but reality is if you want the results, you have to play the game, and then yep. you can kind of change the game. You got to play it first, though, right? So if the movie John Wick comes out and it's a smash hit, cool. I know that that video is getting – I know that movie is getting – all types of views. I know people are looking that up on YouTube. I'm going to do a video training like John Wick. I'm going to go buy a suit. I'm going to go to an airsoft place. I'm going I'm to I'm act like I'm John Wick. The video probably going to do good. It's the highest selling movie in the country right now. So like the odds of somebody searching John Wick goes up a thousand percent, which makes your chances. You're trying to help your chances at the end of the day, yeah. because like I said, competition exists. If you can do anything to help the chances of being seen, I feel like you won that day. And I think that's why it's important to post every day, not because just consistency. You also got to play the odds, right? If you post a video every day, the chances of you being seen goes up like 30%. If you post once a week, the chances of you being seen goes down like 80. So it's like you're just playing the odds and just knowing those things kind of help. And just have to be okay with, all right, one day, like let's say you're starting out, like I get 2,000, 3,000 views. That's cool. I mean, the next day you get like 200 views. It's like, all right, well, looking at that that specific video or whatever you put out that day, well, like, was it the content? Was it the time I posted it? Was it, you know, this is just, no one's looking at it during this specific day because it's a holiday. Like all those, all those little details matter. And like we, and I know we chat about this a little bit, but when you can kind of like 
section that down a little bit and figure out for you and when you post and what content that works for you and those parameters are they're going to be the best ones to put stuff out that's when you can start kind of getting on a roll and figuring out what's your kind of hot spot during the day because i know you said right like oh hey you know when kids are out of school and you post during x time you might have a better chance because now they're having not worry about school sports all this stuff they're going to focus on their phone and focus on their social media so you're probably gonna have a better chance during this time yep And, and like i said that's just is it, is it scientifically a fact? No, but you know, once you know your audience and you look at your analytics and you see who's watching, now it's your job to understand. Like, okay, cool. What does a basic teen or, or or adult date look like? When would they have the free time? Well, maybe later in the afternoon when they just relaxing, we're probably looking for something on YouTube to watch. Here go this new video by Snipe, and I think it just hires my chances of posting midday when they're at work or just doing other things that you know they got to do. So yeah, they're busy. They're not going to have time. And yeah. I think someone told me it's like what some of these videos like you have what, a good 24 to 48 hours and then it's, and it becomes almost like it's the past. So yeah. like unless people actually go to your go to your spot, subscribe, actually go yeah. through your content, look through stuff like you may have a very small window for people to look at your reel, for example. So if you don't take advantage of that short period of time, well, good luck. Like you may not get the views that you want. <laughs> and I do want to say this, too, because it's very important, especially on apps like Instagram and TikTok. It's very important that people understand that, like, don't be too hard on yourself because of the views. And, I, and I'm saying this not to be, not to say it's like some minimalistic information. It's very important people understand how algorithmic, al- algorithmic apps and, and, and websites work. If you go look on, on your last post on Instagram, no matter how many followers you got, right, you might have 10,000 followers. But if you actually look at the analytics and see how many impressions you got, you'd be surprised. You probably only got 700 impressions. So what does that mean? That means that even though you have 10,000 followers, Instagram is only giving this image to about 700 people. So when you have 200 likes on a photo, it's not because your content is bad. It's because the algorithm didn't even give you a fair opportunity to even be seen by majority of your fan base. So, so many people get depressed, they get angry, and they get into this space where they want to quit because they don't think they're doing well, when the reality is you didn't even get a fair shot from the, from the beginning. You got 10,000 followers, yeah, but less than 90% of the people who follow you even got a chance to see it. So the likes isn't a result of the 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 talent. It's, it's a result of the algorithm, which you have no control over. And that's a very frustrating thing to be a part of when you're creating content in a space where I pay my bills based off how, do, how well my videos do. And unfortunately, I can put every time and dollar amount I can into thumbnails and video ideas. But once I press upload, everything else that I is out of my hands. Yeah. You know, and I think I think it's very important for people to understand that views does not reflect talent or skill set. It is an algorithmic metric that pushes out videos based on compound knowledge and facts and it spits it out, bro. So just keep going and don't get too down on yourself. It's funny because that sounds like life. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically what life yeah. is like. You could be there is a million different, very talented individuals out here. It's I, I, my saying is it's not always if it's going to happen, it's when it's going to happen and how much time are you going to put in and when is someone going to find you? Yep. Right. If, if, and I, I like a lot of the things that you're saying, because I can tell like just your mindset and how you think about stuff is forward thinking, motivated. Like I'm not going to let all this negativity, which there's a ton of negativity out right. the social spaces. I'm going to be able to disassociate myself. Like this is what I know what I'm producing the quality, the level, the the people that I'm being able to reach, 
Like, and that's what I'm going to keep striving for. Because if yep. you keep letting all the negativity get you, then yeah, at the end of the day, it's going to be really challenging for you to even continue to really do anything. Because like you said, you're going to be stressed, frustrated, depressed. And then it's like now your ability to come up with all these different ideas, express yourself, push out the content you want, you're going to be limited because you're worried about those one or two things or those one or two comments. It's like, you can't, like you said, you can't control it. I mean, and, and, and that's why sports, I think plays such a pivotal role after sports, right? Because you learn from a young age, like I was a shooter. As my name, Sniper Jones, one of the best shooters in the state. You know, I might have some days where I miss shots, but I was taught from a young age, next shot mentality, bro. If, if you airball, when you catch that ball, you got to believe it's going in. And I just take that same lesson to life, right? If a video does bad, I don't even remember. I don't even give a damn. Like, what's the next one? Unfortunately, yeah. a lot of people don't have that mentality, but I would say if that's you, if you're watching this, that's some character building. I think you should definitely uh, look into just trying to challenge yourself and do because there will be moments. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not a robot, right? Sometimes some days are better than others, but yeah. you have to understand, bro, like it's it's next play, next up mentality because it's not really in your control, man. All you can, you can't handle what's out of your control. You know, you can only do what you can do. I'll tell them all the time, like, hey, you didn't choose, you, you didn't get breakfast. Okay, well, tomorrow you're going to eat breakfast. Hey, you didn't choose the best choices for dinner. Okay, yep. how are you going to have a higher quality PM snack? How are you going to make a higher quality choice the next day? Like, what you just did, it happened. Yeah. Like, you can't turn back the time. Like, the past is now the past. It's, it's whatever. Yep. But, but talking specifically about athletes, I wanted to ask you, where do you think now with, with content creation and social media, how do you think that's now playing into – you know, NIL, name image likeliness, or just athletes in general kind of getting into this space with the social media space. Can you kind of give us like I, a quick rundown on that? Absolutely. I'll give you one bigger, man. Um, you know, I had the opportunity to create content and to uh, work with an amazing content creator by the name of Destroying. I don't know if you know who he is, but he's a football content creator. Uh, man, millions of followers. Great guy. So I was able to see, right? I'm 28 now. So I was born in 94. I grew up where kids wanted to be football players and basketball players. And that was kind of normal. Now, I'll talk to these kids with Destroying. And they're like, I'm like, yo, you want to go to the league? Nah, I want to be a YouTuber like Destroying. It's like, so you don't want to go to the NFL. You want to <laughs> make football content, right? Because it's like, nah, I don't want to go to the NFL. But like, why would I go to the NFL when I could just like make football content on YouTube? Like, that wasn't even a thought for us, right? Huh. So it's like, they, they don't want to be... They don't want to be Lamar Lamar Jackson. They want to be destroying. And I think that just shows a little bit of insight on what today's kids are looking at. So when it comes down to, like, the question you asked, like, NIL, name, image, and likeness, I think it's even bigger, man. I think these kids are looking at content creators and saying, yo, like, the league isn't the end goal. Like, I can just go on YouTube and go to L.A. Fitness and just bust dudes up, and I can make a lot of money. So it's it's actually tipping the scale a little bit. And I think we'll, we will see a lot of people um, gravitate towards that. And even basketball players like uh, Giannis' brother, Alex, he has a YouTube channel. Uh, you're seeing a lot you, – I mean, you're seeing a lot of NBA players, current and old, getting into media, whether it's podcasting or some form of digital content. Mm -hmm. It's definitely tipping the scales quickly, and um, I'm kind of surprised by, by the impact, honestly. And especially when – when individuals, especially if they then make a name for themselves, right? Like, let's say you take Peyton Manning's son, like, did he even get out of high school and he started <laughs> making millions of dollars, like, just because of, of his name. So yeah. let's say even you have athletes that 
go to the league and play for, I don't know, two to four years. Yeah. Right. You, you, you still can say like, I went to the league and I played two to four years and utilize that like in your content and what you're putting out. Yep. And if you already have somewhat of a following just from that little bit of time in athletics, that's already going to kind of like boost you to a certain extent to kind of get started. Cause you already have a certain base that you're going to be able to move along with. hundred percent, hundred percent, man. So um, to kind of end things out, you know, cause we're almost at the end here. What are maybe like your top three tips for athletes that are going to be possibly getting into the situation where it's, it's not obviously going away anytime soon uh, to pop, possibly obviously capitalize on these newer opportunities that are happening now in 2023, 2024 with social media content creation. Yeah. So um, my, my advice would just to be understand like, man, Instagram, TikTok is almost like a digital business card at this point in time, man, right? You meet somebody, whether they work for a brand or whether they, they are in a position to uh, be able to, you know, work with you in any type of way. First thing they're going to ask for is your socials. Just like how back in the day you hand out a business card, you get somebody your IG. And that should be a clear example of who you are, what you do, and what you could bring. And if it's not that way, you need to change it. Because as much as you want it to be personal, and there's nothing wrong with that, I feel like if this is what you want to do, if you want to go the route of, uh, you know, people to be able to see your value through social media, you have to show it, right? There's no, there's no purpose of you being this great guy with so much to offer and you're not letting that be seen. I think I think it's, it makes you less desirable. So if you can put it between your legs twice, even though you'll never do it in the game, do it, bro. Do it because these brands see that they see the comments, they see the views, they see value. Um, if you could be one of those guys that you know, I know guys that play overseas ball and make forty, fifty thousand dollars a year, but they come back home, make YouTube content, make double that. So it's like there is a place for all the young athletes who want to get into NIL deals, and a large group of that has to be. I mean, if you look at who's getting these big bags, I mean, Mikey Williams signed a seven-figure seven figure deal in high school, bro. He's not even in college yet. And he signed that, I think, last year. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's obvious because he has millions of followers from just him being captivated and, 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 and showing the world what he can do on the internet. You have to be able to show him and be able to bundle that correctly. Um, perception is reality, right? So you should, you should, uh, the the way you should handle yourself on social media goes hand in hand. You know, no no John Morant situations, right? You have to be, you have to, right? You have to be professional. You have to. Nobody's going to invest in somebody who's like a liability. So all those things matter. What you post in your stories and what you post on your socials and even the comments you leave, you got to be conscious. And uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much the best way to go about it. Because everyone can see everything you're doing, and it's not going to go away. I yeah. Mean, now you're now people are getting you know this cancel culture. People are getting canceled by one thing they said 10 years ago it's and, it's it's insane I, I don't yeah yeah it's insane and they could be a totally different person come on bro like if we were all held to the standards of who we were 10 years ago like come on man like do we not know who who, who malcolm little was before malcolm x like it's two different guys man exactly and then <laughs> you know the one last comment here you know you said obviously these 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 brands are obviously committing to these people too because it's just now you're adding their whole community to your whole community so it's like when you're when you're a business trying to sell something and, oh, hey, you got 2 million followers. Well, that's 2 million people that may not know about my brand that now are going to yep. know about my brand because I'm sponsoring you. And it's all about revenue at the end of the day. So if that's going to increase my revenue opportunities in the business, then 
cool. We're going to try to look into this and see if it's going to be a good fit for us. Yeah, and, and you also got to handle yourself like competition exists, right? It's no different than uh, the same reason why the athlete is good at, good at the, the, the game of basketball. You understand that it's other players that play this game. It's other people with two million followers. There's other people who might have a million followers, but they might be better suited because of the way they carry themselves. So if you just continue to live like competition exists, I think, you know, that state of paranoia will give you, um, you know, all the answers that you will need. And I think you'll be able to double down and just, you know, do what you need to do. Yeah, we're just transitioning a different thought process of competition into something else. You're just taking what Absolutely. you did as an athlete to compete in the field. Now you're, you're competing in social media, broadcasting, podcasts, whatever yep. it is. And you're just transitioning that. So it's still a healthy competition. And it's giving you a purpose and something to do. And that's that's what we need at the end of the day is to have a purpose. Absolutely. I, I Like I said, I only played up to junior college basketball. I didn't play like big level D1 or, or, or anything like that. But still, the basic fundamentals and the things that I learned, like just playing sports, are still the same things that I carry and do on a day-to-day -day basis. I mean, you be my witness. You, you told me what I needed to do the same day. It was already done. Yep. Not not tomorrow, not the next day, not, not when I get a second. I hit you back two hours later. And that's just the mindset, man. Like, if you know, if you know what you want, you know how to do it. Now it's just Let's do the work. Just carrying it out. But, yep. hey, really appreciate you coming on. I think this is going to be a really great uh, opportunity for people to listen to this um, and be able to understand kind of where we're coming at with this podcast. And just there, this is just a whole other realm that athletes can get into that I think is going to be very important for them to have the knowledge and information and to know as we kind of move forward in the next couple of years. Absolutely, it. man. Hey, Sean, thank you for having me, man. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to uh, tapping into the podcast and watching some more episodes, brother. Thank you. Appreciate it, my guy. See you later. No problem. Peace.